It's the Lawn and Garden Show with Walter Reeves on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. It's brought to you by Pike Nurseries, your neighborhood garden center. Playing in the dirt for more than 50 years. Call now with your lawn and garden questions at 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK. And now, here's Walter. It's 8.07 on a Saturday morning, 62 degrees now. It's fallen one degree since I came in this morning. But this is Lawn and Garden, and we are very comfortably ensconced in our studios at News Talk WSB, ready to tell you whatever we want to tell you that should be done in your garden on a beautifully beautiful day. Man, it's going to be so nice outside today. If you have a question about who, who, what, where, when, how, anything to do with your garden, you can call us at 404 872 0750. We got Rick in Temple, Georgia, joining us this morning. Hey, Rick, good morning. Good morning. How can uh, I help? Uh, in April of 2014, I just moved into a house. I bought two dogwoods and planted them. Yeah. During the, when they first started, within a couple months, I watered them just about every other day. And because it was so dry, they seemed to be fine. Good. But they started getting black spots. So I looked on the line, on the web, and it looked it looked like it was a fungus. Okay. The way it was the web described it. So I bought an anti fungus, used it last year, fine. This year they came back, came back great. All of summer they seemed to do fine because I've watered them too. Within the last month they started getting those black, the black spots just all over the leaves. Right. How big? So how big are these spots? The end, they're dying on the end. How big are the spots, Rick? Uh, they're, well, uh, they're not really, uh, they sometimes cover half the leaf or more. Oh, so one big spot on the leaf, not little yeah, freckly spots. Yeah, the leaves just seem to die from the end back. You know what? I, I did a class yesterday, or not a class, I did a speaking engagement for some master gardeners over in Alabama. And one of my first slides had a picture of a dogwood leaf, and the end and the sides of the leaf were uh, brown and dead. And I said to them, I can already tell you something about this dogwood of what caused this, this brown, dead area around it. And that is, when dogwood leaves get dry, or most any plant, when they get dry, they start dying from the tips back. Just what you just said about your dogwood leaves is they're dying from the tips back. And even though you planted it in 2014, it is... I think pretty likely that the root system is not quite caught up with the top of the tree and that there may be some still moisture stress despite all the watering that you did back when it was planted. There still be, may be a little moisture stress on the dogwood and that leads to a weakened tree which leads to some other diseases and spots and things like that. Do you think uh, the trees have gotten the on the end of them the buds for next year? Yeah. And the, the limbs themselves seem to be flexible and fine. But the leaves are still on the tree, or are they completely bare? Yeah, they're bare? still on the tree. They're falling off little by little. Yeah. But they are still on the tree. And I've been watering them this year maybe once a week. Okay. Twice a week. Okay. How much mulch do you have under the tree? How wide is the mulch area underneath the dogwoods? Well, mulch area... Actually, it's not that wide. It's probably about a foot and a half, two foot around the tree. Yeah. And I've just added mulch on top of mulch, you know, huh. several times since I planted it. You know, honestly, I think that you could fix this quickly, and that is by adding the mulch added to three or four feet maybe underneath the tree, even though I know that it eats into your lawn. But 
I'm betting here that we've got a situation of water, moisture stress, root system not quite well established enough to take care of the leaves. And one of the things that dogwoods love is cool soil, which is made by mulching underneath the tree. And those feeder roots, those little fine feeder roots, they're already from 2014 to now, they'd be easily two or three feet away from the trunk. And that's what you want to keep cool. Okay. So just mulch out about two or three feet. You're one of the people this morning that I haven't given someone this a real hard job. This is a run by the local nursery. Get a bag or two of pine chips and put them around out there inside the house. Listen to the dogs this afternoon. You're fine. You're done. You're over. So, Rick, for you, you're lucky. You don't have much to do, but the mulch, I think, is going to be a big difference maker for the dogwood trees. Well, thank you for your help, Walter. All right, man. Drive safely. Okay. Bye. I'll see you, Rick. Comes now Miss Barbara in Watkinsville, Georgia, over here a little bit east of us. Barbara, hey, good morning. Good morning. How can I help? Um, I have about six devil's trumpets planted in a container mm-hmm. in my front yard. Are these devil trumpet or been, angel trumpet? Which is which these, do you have? I understood these were called devil trumpets because they're they bloom upward. Ah, now you're knowing what I know, which is the angel trumpet's flowers bloom downward, hang down, sort of pendulous from the stems, whereas mm-hmm. the devil's trumpet goes upward. Okay, right. so far, let's go with devil's trumpet. And they've been beautiful. They have been blooming profusely, and uh, they have, at last count, we lost count of the seed pods somewhere around 35. Yeah, okay. And um, some of them are as big as huge walnuts. Yeah, big spiky looking things. But they're not turning brown yet. And um, I was getting worried about the first frost of the season, killing the plant off, and that the seed pods would not mature and turn brown so that I could collect them for next year. Right. And wondered if trimming um, the smaller seed pods off and the blooms that are blooming now, if that would feed more energy into the completion of the seed pods. I've got the best advice of everybody I've talked to today for you, Barbara. Leave it alone. You don't have to do anything. (laughs) That's exactly right. (laughs) I think the devil's trumpet, I mean, you know and I know peripherally that it's sort of considered a weed for some people because those seeds do sprout pretty pretty well without any human intervention. And so, honestly, I would leave them alone. They'll mature the seeds inside those spiky balls, and you can crack them open when they get brown in November, December. It really doesn't matter. And uh, plant the seeds next Won't be bothered by the frost. No, 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 no. I don't think so. At all. I think the devil trumpet has it all figured out. <laughs> it's going to survive. It seeds are the key, and frosts and freezes and things on those seeds are not very likely to hurt them. Wonderful. Yeah. I'm just going to have lots of seed pods pretty soon. Enjoy the afternoon with nothing to do, Barb. Thank you very much. Have all a right. wonderful day. Tell them hey over in Watkinsville for us. Thank you. Bye bye. We'll soon. 13 minutes past the hour. And by the way, we'll go back a little bit to the difference between an angel trumpet and a devil's trumpet, both in the same family. The devil's trumpet is Datura and the angel trumpet is uh, Brogmansia, but they're very kin to each other, big tubular flowers. Uh, For angel trumpets, you heard me say, the angels are in heaven and so their trumpets point down towards hell. And then for devil's trumpets, they're the white to maybe purple sometimes uh, flowers that point upwards towards heaven to uh, toot their horns, I guess you'd call it. So angel trumpet versus uh, devil trumpet, that's one way to know which way the flowers point. The other thing, though, is that devil's trumpets are not as easy by far to 
get roots on the cuttings as angel trumpet is. So if you have an angel trumpet and it has those downward-facing horn-like trumpet flowers, you can make cuttings in, I guess, the later latter part of October before any frost has come. Cuttings 12 inches long, stick them half, stick them into a vase or a bucket of water that's six inches high. You get the bottom half of the cutting wet. Keep it in a sunny window indoors all winter time. They make roots like a weed. They root very easily. Angel trumpets are extremely easy to root just by cutting off sections 12 inches long, keeping the bottom half underwater, and they'll root like crazy. You'll have 50 or 100, depending on how you start. And that's one way of preserving the angel trumpet plant as opposed to the seeds you would collect on the devil's trumpet plant. Got that? Okay, great. Martin is in Marietta and joins us on Lawn and Garden. Hey, Martin, what's up? Hey, good morning, Walter. Listen, after number of seasons of attempting to grow cantaloupe, I finally got a, a small crop successfully uh, growing. Good. But, uh, of course, I was, early on, I was anxious to see uh, which one was ripe and, you know, how, when I could pick them. Yeah. So, of course, I started picking a little early and they weren't ripe. Mm. But it's getting late now, and the ones that, uh, they are, appear to be ripe. I've taken another one off just recently, and it's still very tough gotcha. internally and uh, not very sweet. And yet they they are fully sized. Hmm. Uh, in fact, I pulled one off that was about the size of a soccer ball. Wow! And, it's still and the nothing. doggone thing just was not tasty. Darn that! And so, what am I doing wrong here? Or what or do? Uh, how <laughs> what much can you tell me about uh, that? Are they in full sun, Martin, or they just got lots of sun all day long? On? It's a south-facing uh, planting area, mm-hmm. but there, are, there is some shrouding at portions of the day. Yeah. Or actually, early early morning sun, it probably isn't very good there, okay. but late afternoon is quite good. Great. All right. Good, good, good. In my experience in growing cantaloupes is the ones that you can plant pretty early in the spring, around April 15th, a little earlier, and try to keep the soil warm around. I used to put little pieces of shingle around my cantaloupes to keep the soil warm in the spring because I was really planting them a little early in April. But they should be ripening sometime in mid to late July, and here we are already into September. And to me, it sort of sounds like they're not getting quite enough sunshine or something that's not kicking off the ripening process in there. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure, because you have described a reasonably sunny area, that I wouldn't have problems in planting cantaloupes there. But why they haven't ripened up, I don't have a I don't have a real, real good explanation other than maybe next year try to plant them early, keep the soil warm, even start them indoors, of course, in March and put the seeds and have little sprouts ready to put out in mid to late April. But that doesn't answer your question, and I don't really think I have an answer of why the cantaloupes are not ripening as you would expect. Even the soccer ball size ones should be ripe by now. Right. I was very surprised about that. By the way, I noticed, too, on some of the ones that remain, uh, there are are what appear to be like nail holes. I know what that is. Pickle pickle worm. Go on my website and look and see if you don't see a couple of pictures of pickle worms on cantaloupes. Uh, Pickle worms. Well, I managed to avoid the... The vine bores by right. following your directions uh, uh, regarding covering covering right. the, uh, the the small plants when right. they're just beginning. 
with the ones that have these nail holes, as you describe them, uh, you cut into them, and you're going to have a very nice little caterpillar grub-like thing about an inch and a half long inside the cantaloupe, and you're not going to want to eat that cantaloupe, <laughs> whether it's ripe or not ripe. That is nothing that you want to sink your teeth into because it'll all be rotten and nasty-looking inside. So basically, Martin, i got to get out, get out of here, but I would say for this year, not so much uh, success. For next year, plant them earlier and see what happens and do your, your vine borer control and keep that under Uncheck it under check as well. Right now it's 819. You're listening to Lawn and Garden. This is Scott Slade, host of Atlanta's Morning News on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. We'll be covering breaking news, Kirk Mellish weather, and traffic red alerts through the weekend. And the Southeast's largest news team is here for you first thing Monday morning when you head back to work. News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Now back to Walter Reeves and the Lawn and Garden advice you need. And a quick weather update brought to you by Ackerman Security. A great day for watching football, listening to football here on News Talk WSB because it's going to be in the mid-80s this afternoon. Very nice skies, open skies, not too hot, I don't think. Overnight lows in the mid-60s. Your full weekend forecast comes up in 10 minutes on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB, where at 2 o'clock, the pregame show for the University of Georgia Bulldogs versus the South Carolina Gamecocks start. Don't forget, tomorrow morning, you can get your copy of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. They have lots of in-depth news coverage, plus $116 worth of coupons. Save you some money this next week at the grocery store and other places. At 8.26, we've got Joy in Stone Mountain, who joins Hey, Joy, good morning. Hey, good morning. Thanks for taking my call. How can I help? I have a a bush outside. It's either a a large bush or a small tree. I think it's a mountain laurel. It looks like a a magnolia, but it never gets big, and the leaves aren't so shiny. Huh. And what's the question? And it has um, something growing all up the bark from the bottom up that looks uh, Uh like a half moon with the rounded part on the outside. It's some kind of lichen. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, It's sort of a grayish brown, a grayish, a little bit of black, um, and then toward the bottom, it's more sort of orangey-looking. Yeah, and so you're worried about the lichens hurting the mountain laurel? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I got great news, like for the lady I just talked to her, I have, oh, good. don't worry about it, not oh, going to hurt anything. Why is it growing there? Because the um, leaves on top of it have shaded the bark just enough to make it an environment that lichens oh. like to live. Uh, okay. A lichen is a combination of an algae and a, and a fungus, and the two yeah. of them live together on places that don't get too much sun, too little sun, off the ground so nothing can eat them, and lichens are completely harmless to the plant they're growing on. Oh, well, perfect. Okay. Yeah. Well, I won't worry a bit. That sounds like great news. If you want some interesting information just to pass on at the cocktail party in the neighborhood, uh, go to my website, type in lichen, and you'll find out what Peter Rabbit has to do, what Beatrix Potter has to oh, do yeah? with lichens. Okay. Yeah. I'm not going to tell you right now what it is. Go to my website, type in lichen, and you'll see the whole story. Okay, that sounds great. Well, thank right. you so much. I'll tell that to my grandchildren. All right, Joy. Thanks, thanks for calling. A lot. All right, bye bye. It's 827. Back to more Lawn and Garden right after news. It's the Lawn and Garden Show with Walter Reeves on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. It's brought to you by Pike Nurseries, your neighborhood garden center. Playing in the dirt for more than 50 years. Call now with your lawn and garden questions at 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK. And now, here's Walter. 836, 64 degrees, a great Saturday morning to you. I'm glad you're here, friends. I'm glad you're here to ask questions and hopefully get a couple of them answered. Our number is 404-872-0750. Diana is out in Jonesboro. 
Diana joins us on Lawn and Garden. Hey, Diana, good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm fine. How can I help? I have an angel's trumpet, and it grows up about six feet. Yeah. But it doesn't, uh, we have a two-story house, and I don't think it gets enough sun. It doesn't get sun till like three in the afternoon. Gotcha. But I need it, when would be a good time to move that tree? Uh, that's a great question. Here's where the, the art and the experience and the research all come together here. I think it would be successful moving it now. Uh, you're going to have to cut it down, though, and I sort of don't like having to cut it down. Um, right. So I think it was me. I think this is what I would do, Diana, is I would wait until next spring, very early, maybe February sometime. Do your normal cutting down of the frozen stems and everything you do every year. I know you do. Uh, cover it over with pine straw maybe for the wintertime, but right. do the actual moving, digging, transplanting, getting the thing over to a new place. I think I'd do that in mid-February, late February mm. of next year. Just kind of when you see it starting to come up. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, you know there's a little leaves sort of unfurl there sometime. And that'll be in closer to mid-March. I think I'd do it earlier than then. Let it okay. have just a you know some weeks or two maybe in the ground before it starts sprouting. Super. Well, I appreciate it because right. everybody wants cuttings off of this. We yeah. haven't been successful yet. We tried the water thing. But oh, come on now, Diana. You must not be holding your mouth right. I, you know what? We get the root system, and yeah. I give it to them, and they go, it didn't come up. So I don't think they're keeping it moist enough. Maybe not. Sense. Maybe you need to go a little further and, and put the cuttings that are rooted into a pot. You know, charge your friends extra for the pot in the pie hole or something like that. But it should be. It should live just fine, even just given the rooted cuttings. But they're not They're not as good a gardener as you are, I don't think, Diana. Thanks so much for calling. i got to go visit my friend, Mickey Gazaway. Hey, Mickey, good morning. And how are you? I am fabulous well. It's a gorgeous day outside, and I am happy, happy, happy. Well, I am so glad. It is perfect. It is absolutely perfect. I have Got gone my, out in my front yard, or actually just going out the front door to go to the garage for the, at least two days this past week, and I just opened my arms and looked up at the sky and said, thank you. This is awesome. It's so beautiful. Fabulous. Everything is beautiful. It's cool. It's lovely. Yeah. Yeah, I got my vegetable garden in. It's almost completely done. I did that this week. Yeah. We're going to be eating broccoli and collards and Ooh. cabbage before we know it. I know Stan is looking forward to that greenery <laughs> in his diet. <laughs> I'm sure that he is. Oh man, oh man. So what? Let's go to the, let's go to the good part. What about the sales? What about the uh, the pike pick? Ornamental cabbage and kale. Why? Coincidentally, you just I had know, your garden done. Imagine that. Imagine that. Yeah. Um, now we've got all different kinds. Now really, really pretty ones. Different. Of course, I can't ever identify in the ornamental ones. I have to read the label to see which one's cabbage and which one's kale. Yeah, yeah I guess you're right. They, they look, look similar they look so to each other. But they all do great. You yeah. know, they're, they're really, really pretty. You just need to have make sure you have, you know, good sun and keep them fertilized because they're real heavy feeders. And they could be just insanely pretty with the purple and the white and the green sort of all mixed in together, the leaves Ooh, yeah. and ornamental cabbage because those frilly, frilly little or, ornamental cabbages that look so attractive. Great plants, fabulous plants. Great time to plant yeah, them right you now. Yeah, there's some of them that are sort of upright, so you mm-hmm. can use those like as your thriller in the middle of the pot. And we've got what and I, I, I meant to look at it, but there's a, a color of pansy and it's sort of a pinky purple color that looks so good. Wow, with so combined with like the... They were made for each other. Nice, 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 nice. Pansy's not on sale, but the ornamental cabbage and kale is our well, on actually, sale. We do have we do have some pansies on sale. Awesome. Got the four-inch ones for 
97 cents, 87 cents. I can't remember. I think what a bargain. I yeah, they are. That's a really good deal. And uh, let's see what else. That's the main thing. So on this about. pretty Saturday and afternoon, Snapdragon. Saturday morning, Snapdragon. head to your local pike. Come on, let's get yeah. these ornamental cabbages and kales and pansies out of there and into your garden. That's right. And snapdragons, we've got those on sale, too. Pretty, so pretty things Come in well. and look. And we've got a class today. On. I can't even remember the name of it, but what it means is uh, we'll help you get some containers done for your team, your football team. So, so you can imagine oh, good. what you're going yeah, to have. Black and yellow for Tech and uh, red <laughs> and black right. for Georgia. They could, Georgia. Uh, mm-hmm. What will we use orange, for? Uh, and that ugly team, I forgot what it is. It's blue and orange. Let's see. There are a couple. And There's one called I, Auburn or something, I think, yeah, is the name of it. Something like that. And then, of course, we've got the good one that's... Uh, that's crimson and white. It has those elephants <laughs> growing yes, down. Yes, and it's, it's but they're all beautiful. And we've got all the flowers, the mums, and the pansies that go with the colors. You can buy a pot that's the color of your team, or you yeah, can do yeah. it in a neutral color pot. But it looks really, really pretty. It's, it's a fun thing to do. All right. So everybody, remember the Pike Pick of the Day is ornamental cabbage and kale, twenty percent off. Go to the cashier and say this is Mickey and Walter's Pike Pick for the weekend, and they will give you the twenty percent off. And then when you're walking around, look for the mums, look for the class this afternoon or this morning at 9, and you can get a lot of information and great plants at Pike Nursery. That's exactly right. And we have a remote broadcast coming up, if I'm not mistaken. That's right. At Ham Lake, I think it is, isn't it? I think they call that Alabama or something like that. When I'm driving to Town Lake from my house, I'm thinking, it would get there now. It's pretty close to us. I know. You're lucky. You live right over there in Marietta, but, man, I'm driving. So that's, uh, is it next Saturday? I think it's next Saturday. I think it's it? next Saturday. I think it is. You can check my website if you have any <laughs> questions about when our next remote is. We think next Saturday, and we think, as always, Chick-fil-A will be there giving us some <laughs> breakfast biscuits to keep Nikki and I happy. And we'll be there early, so get there at 6, and um, you can play games with Walter, and... Um, we can answer some questions yeah, for you, and it's yeah, fun. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. Great it thing. Mickey, fun. it's wonderful talking to you. Where would we go, if we, or how would we find out where the Pike locations are? At pikenursery.com. A great place to visit. Good information we'll locations, and we'll see you Saturday morning bright and early. Thanks for calling, right. Mickey. Bye-bye. See you then. Coming up, we got John in Grayson, Georgia. In fact, let's talk to John right now. John, hey, man, good morning. Good morning. Uh, sick cucumber plant, Walter. What did it do? Uh, well, I planted these from seed about, uh, I want to say, the first week in August. Yeah. So they've been in the ground a while. They're they're turning yellow and brown and shriveling up, and uh, I guess they're dying. The, the plants, the vines look good. I've got a bunch of yellow flowers. <laughs> I see a little bee huh. flying around there right now. So yeah. something's going on, but I don't know what to do with these rotten-looking leaves. Do you, you s- do you see any white, powdery, gray, powdery stuff on the top or the bottom of the leaf? They get downy mildew. That's what I'm thinking about here is they get downy mildew uh, pretty yes, readily. I, yes, I do, as a matter of fact. I do see some white powdery uh, substance on the leaves. Uh, it says either regular powdery mildew or downy powdery mildew, one or the other. Um, man, once it starts on a plant, it's really hard to get it to just stop in its tracks. But one of the things you can do for mildews, powdery mildews, um, is to use oils. And oils, they sell them as horticultural oil. They usually use for controlling insects. But the oil actually dissolves some of that fungus on top of the leaf to make it at least stop, and part of it will go away, and it keeps the leaf on the plant, and you want a few more cucumbers, I guess. So if I were you, John, I would run to the garden center and say, I need some horticultural oil, not 
canola oil, not olive oil, but horticultural oil, which is safe to spray on plants. And uh, spray, the, spray the leaves pretty thoroughly and bottom and top, and maybe that'll help you to keep leaves enough to get some more cucumbers. Awesome. I will. The good right. news, my green beans and my purple hell peas look fantastic. Oh, so nah, man, you're bragging gonna, now. Bragging about your I'm, garden. I'm, I'm going to have some turnip greens and purple hell peas <laughs> this winter. So I doesn't get much better than that. It does not. Hey, man, I'm, thanks for calling. Great, great news on your success. Thanks for calling. Mm-hmm. We've got Kurt here. Kurt comes to us from Peachtree City, Georgia. Kurt, hey, man, good morning. Good morning, Walter. What's up? Uh, getting to be the time of year, fescue. Yeah. Typically in the past, I've just um, put down some lime, some starter fertilizer, but what's the thoughts about top dressing it with some river sand or a sand soil mix? Is that going to benefit it, or would it be better? I think it would be awesome if you do all the liming, fertilizing, seed application, and then over the top of you know a quarter inch, half inch maybe, of the sand soil mix. Ooh, that's going to be very nice for that fescue seed to come up in. That's what I would do if you want. If you feel like it's got some humps and bumps and you need to level things out, top dress it with soil and uh, soil seed mixture and get all the other stuff done before you do that. Man, it's going to look great. All right. Thanks right. so much. Nothing to it. Make Peachtree City happy and beautiful for me. I'll be down there Wednesday, two weeks from now, I think. We've got uh, one of the donors for the um, Carathon at Eagleson uh, came through at Children's Healthcare, I should say. At Children's Healthcare, one of the donors uh, donated a certain amount of money, and I'll be visiting these two in just a couple of weeks to be in Peachtree City. All right. All right. Thank I you look much. for you, Kurt. We'll see you soon. Thanks. It's 845. We've got time for Tommy to come in here. Tommy, join us on Lawn and Garden. Good morning. Hey, man. Uh, two or three weeks ago when you were not on, uh, the two ladies were handling. Yeah. And I called in about my Bermuda. And I was going to oversee. They said, wait till spring. Yeah. But the lady from Pike said that the, the uh, sod uh, Bermuda seed is a much higher grade and better than the standard uh, Bermuda that you buy. And I wanted to know where do I get that better grade Bermuda seed where, so when I'm ready to overseed, right. I, I've got it. The stuff that I think can, can rival the look of sod is called Princess 77. It is a nice-looking seeded Bermuda grass, and some of the older varieties of Bermuda grass can look okay. But in my eyes, the Princess 77 just looks a little better. And I have seen it for sale. I'm not sure if I saw it at Pike or not for sale, but I've seen it for sale in some place here in Atlanta. You can get it online. There are a couple of places online that sell it. But I think that's probably what she was referring to is Princess 77 makes a better grade Bermuda seeded um, lawn. They're right about doing it in the spring. Sometime in early May maybe is the right time. And uh, that's what I would look for, honestly. There are probably others that say again. How heavy do I put it out? May needs to be uh, nice and warm. Soil needs to be nice and warm. So May, that's a good time to plant Bermuda seed. But I mean, what uh, consistency do do I uh, spread it heavy or do I spread it light? Light. And in fact, those Bermuda seeds are so tiny, you better be mixing it up with dry sand just to have something to to spread evenly across the lawn. Mixing seed and dry sand, about one pound of seed per every five pounds of dry sand gets you about right to make the mixture evenly spreadable across the lawn. Wonderful. All right. Thank you. Wonderful time. Thanks for calling. It's 847, and you're listening to Wonderful News Talk WSB.
This is Scott Slade, host of Atlanta's Morning News on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. We'll be covering breaking news, Kirk Mellish weather, and traffic red alerts through the weekend. And the Southeast's largest news team is here for you first thing Monday morning when you head back to work. News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Now back to Walter Reeves, the lawn and garden advice you need. And a quick weather update brought to you by Ackerman Security. What a pleasant day ahead of us. Mid-80s, mid to maybe high-80s, but very pleasant outside. Clear skies, overnight lows in the 60s. The University of Georgia Bulldogs on the radio. What a nice day. Your full weekend forecast comes up in 10 minutes on News Talk WSB. Right now, we have the weekend prize pack to give away to some lucky listener. Ashley's thinking of a number between 2 and 7, let's call it. And she will determine who wins... As I find it right here, who wins a pair of tickets to see Willie Nelson on September 25th, Chastain Park Amphitheater, produced by Live Nation. Four passes to an advanced screening of Matt Damon's new movie, The Martian, in 3D, Tuesday, September 29th at AMC Sugarloaf Mills in Lawrenceville. A pair of tickets to the 18th annual Petit Le Mans car race, powered by Mazda, September 30th through October 3rd at Road Atlanta. Great weekend prize pack. What do we got, Ashley? Goes to caller number three. Caller number three. Go right now. 404-741-0750. 404-741-0750. And you get the weekend prize pack. Betty is in Tucker and joins us on Lawn and Garden. Hey, Betty. Good morning. Good morning. How can I help? Well, I want to know of a good shrub that won't get leggy and doesn't get too tall yeah. for uh, a screening shrub between my neighbor and me. Are you mad at your neighbor, or are you just tired of looking at the boat in the well, backyard, or what? Well, we just want something kind of low between us. How tall do you think it should be? Well, oh, eight or nine feet, something that is not supposed to be a tree. Yeah. I had Florida anise, and that our plant thought it was a shrub, but it turned out to be a tree. <laughs> <laughs> Eventually, my friends uh, Bruce Holiday, Shannon Pable say that arborvitae, the green, the emerald green arborvitae, gets bigger than I think. But I think for you and for me, I think emerald green arborvitae would fit exactly what you want. It gets eight or nine feet, and then in twenty years it'll be you know bigger than that. But in twenty years, who knows where we'll be? So. <laughs> uh, I think emerald green arborvitae is the How do you spell it, arborvitae? A-R-B-O-R, arbor, V-I-T-A-E-vitae, yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, thank you so much. Hey, it's great talking to you, Betty. Thanks for calling. Okay. By the Bye-bye. way, I got that uh, that uh, reference to arborvitae from my website. So if you didn't get your questions answered this morning, you always go to the website. And in this case, I just typed in plant lists, and it came up with plants for screening. And then I said arborvitae, of course, to Betty just now. But there are a lot of other situations that you might need taller plants or maybe a deciduous tree or something that will tolerate shade or something like that, and all that available at WalterReeves.com. Lots of things available at WalterReeves.com, including my Facebook page. I have a... Uh, Georgia Gardener Facebook fan page. You can get all sorts of postings during the week that I put on there, including the guy, I assume it's a guy, who at the Elgin High School uh, got a little confused on what he was putting on the football field. So he put a weed killer down, killed every sprig of grass on most of the football field. He thought he was putting fertilizer down. See a picture of that at Facebook on the Georgia Gardener fan page. You can follow me on Twitter at Walter Reeves. And as I said, you can uh, find all the answers to your questions. Oh, you can uh, sign up for our newsletter. We send a newsletter out every every other Thursday. You got a lot of information there. This show would not succeed were it not for the great help and personalities and skills of Ashley Frasca screening.
taking our calls, and Scott Maxim, who gets our music and makes us happy by putting chicken music in on the mo- in the morning. We like chicken music on this show. So let's be sure we follow the rules for having a good life, which is to tell somebody you love, give everybody a hug if you can, wave when you're driving down the highway. We'll see you next Saturday at Pound Lake Pike.